Hi, I'm Patrick. And I'm Sam. Welcome to Sloppy and Unforeseen, a podcast for worship leaders that aims to encourage conversation among peers. From the silly to the serious, we want to help you see both sides of the conversation and work to bring the church together. Whether you're team sloppy or team unforeseen, there are no right answers here. Just a desire to have dialogue between all traditions of worship. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast this week. This is going to be episode one. This will be our first first episode with a guest. And uh, first, Numero let me say hello. Uno. Numero uno. Sam, how you doing, man? I'm great, Patrick. How are you doing? I am doing well. And um, yeah, we, we did plan, we're going to have you introduce him in a moment, but we did plan um, a bit of a surprise for our first guest. Um, you know, the podcast, the, the intention of the podcast is to take topics that maybe have a a touch of controversy about them in the church world, the worship leading world and encourage discussion and encourage dialogue. So we were trying to come up with the, the most fitting name for the podcast that we could think of. Um, and uh, really Sam gets all the credit for it, but uh, Mark, we want to welcome you to the sloppy and unforeseen podcast. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have joined if I would have known that that no. Do you get it? Uh, I am ha- you get hashtag it? hashtags team sloppy wet for sure. There we go. Wow, I like that. That's good. That'll catch it's very on. apropos, you know, and it look good on a t shirt. I think or a so coffee too. Coffee mug, a coffee right, mug. right. But I mean, it's one of those things that you just say it, and you know, if you're talking to a worship leader right away. Oh, hundred percent. You know, yeah, yeah. So, yep. Marketing reasons and little tongue-in-cheek humor there but <laughs> love it uh mark welcome to the show this is uh mark hamill and not the uh star wars variety but probably even better <laughs> this is not the mark hamill you're looking for <laughs> <laughs> correct how many times a week do you say that mm, i don't say it that often um but it's definitely whenever i meet someone new it's uh it's just easy they don't forget my name for I mean, sure. I was, I was sure. somewhere the other day and they're like, oh, wow, I love Star Wars. And I was like, you'll never forget my name. It's, Excellent. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I don't I don't mind it at all. Cool. Well, Mark, welcome to the podcast again. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from and uh, what what's your faith background like? Yeah. So first of all, thank you for having me on episode one. Very awesome. Sam and Patrick, two of my favorite people in the world. Never met them in person. Um, didn't even really know what they looked like. So this is fun. <laughs> well, you Aww. don't get to see them either, right? Yeah. Cause we <laughs> need sponsors to pay time. for the video though. So if you want to, <laughs> you can see us if you, anyways. Hey, so I grew up in the church, um, you know, in kind of Gulf coast, Florida, Tampa area, uh, was always just in church. Um, you know, my, my dad did a lot of church audio, um, and studio stuff. His dad was a pastor, um, real fire and brimstone sort of yelling, smashing the pulpit. Um, great guy. Um, and then, you know, my mom and granny and everybody, they, they sang in the choir and I was just, so I just, I grew up in church. I was just there all the time. Uh, you know, uh, came to Christ salvation, uh, in VBS, um, nice. and have just always kind of been in church. I played saxophone originally and kind of just did, you remember like offertories where it was just like an instrumental solo type 
thing yeah. Yeah, 30 nice. years ago. So I just, I started playing saxophone or I played saxophone in school and whatnot. And then was playing I got, solos. I, I got to interrupt. Go. Soprano, alto, tenor, baritone. Uh, alto was my okay. main for a, for most of my career. That's the um, gateway saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> that's the gateway. <laughs> alto and tenor, the gateway, right? Uh, so I played alto and started in sixth grade. Um, but yeah, and then at some point a drummer left at my church growing up and I was like, oh, that doesn't look that hard. I mean, and this was 1994, maybe, I don't know. With all due respect so, to the drummers out there. Well, no, but back, that's why I say 1994, 95, cause it sure, wasn't, sure. this wasn't like Steve Fee and, you know, playing at right. Shakers and it was, it was not that hard back then. Right. So I was yeah. like, Oh, I could do that. So I kind of just hung out with the piano player, uh, who was of course like the pastor's wife. Right. But, uh, and you know, just, you know, you get paid on the two and four, right. You know, just <laughs> it's, Oh, I, I heard two and four was sacrilegious. Oh no. Back then it was okay. Uh, okay. Syncopation. Syncopation is heretical. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, so it wasn't that hard back then. So I was like, I think I could do that. So I took up drums. And then over the years, as people needed things, you know, I was at a different church in college and the drummer came back from college and I was like, ah, what do we need now? And so I took a bass and then at some point, uh, my wife had a guitar. So I was kind of playing that in college when we were dating and then beyond. And at some point we were making the move from Florida to Virginia. And I just felt like the, the call to be in leadership, you know, to kind of lead a team uh, as I change states. Uh, I love my church in Florida. I was there for nine and a half years. Some of my best mm. friends uh, still there, the people I call when I need it most kind of thing. And I couldn't, I never saw myself uh, leaving that church and I wasn't ever going to be the leader. <laughs> you know, so it was kind of yeah. just that I was a high level volunteer and did whatever needed to be done and played whatever instruments and whatnot. But um, when I was making a move to another state, I was like, what's the next step? Hmm. Uh, so that's when I hooked up with Dwayne Moore at um, Next Level Worship. He wrote Pure Praise. You guys are from. Yeah. Pure yeah. Praise. Great guy. Uh, yeah. Super dude. Um, so I started doing some training with him. Uh, started, you know, working on my vocals cause I was, n I was n not a singer or a guitar player really at that point. It was just kind of, you know, stuff I had, I had guitars and I did stuff. I'm still not a great singer. Uh, you know, I'm a good musician. I'm a good leader. I do other things, but, and I can lead worship, but I'm not sure. a superstar singer by any stretch of the imagination. And I feel like too many churches hire for singers when they really need people, people, to lead. you know, like you really need somebody to lead creatives. And then those creatives could be the good singers, right? Like right. I, mm -hmm. I, that's what I think. But, but again, leading worship and singing well are two separate things. Sure. Um, where am I now? I'm in San Diego and we love it here. Uh, we moved here for my wife's job and never want to go anywhere. So Nice. It's, uh, it's extremely expensive. Um, we probably won't retire here <laughs> because of that. <laughs> um, but yes, we, we love it here and, and we will stay here. Uh, I am currently unemployed. Um, okay. I left my last church back in like last April. <clears throat> there was a lot of staffing ch changes. The pastor that had been there for, you know, decades, his wife got a job in Michigan and just kind of, it was just kind of like, you know what? Uh, now's the time to move on. 
Um, so I'm, I'm playing at a friend's church, uh, you know, not on, not on staff anywhere. Um, kind of took a long sabbatical, you know, mm-hmm. uh, nice. if you will. And then, uh, and then started playing there. My kids have friends there. We're friends with her. She teaches my daughter piano and vocals has for years. So, um, so that's where I'm at now. Yeah. Uh, how, how and from that all tra- that oh, really quick, Mark, how was that transition? Like going from leading every Sunday to now, you know, you're, you're in a volunteer aspect. Um, how's, how does that feel just in your spirit? Um, so as you guys know, leading every Sunday is it's relentless. People always say like, what's the hardest part? It's either people <laughs> or it's just the <laughs> relentlessness of it. Um, and I'm sure you guys have seen me post that before. Like the Newman from Seinfeld, the mail keeps coming to keep, you know, right. Sunday's coming every seven days. It's coming. Absolutely. It's coming. Like you, and yep. it's so it's, it's relentless and exhausting. Um, you have to, even if you're not on that Sunday, you, you are responsible for putting people on and having people. And, you know, so it's relentless. Um, not doing that. It was nice, Hmm. you know, for, Mm -hmm. for a time. Um, and then at some point, you know, and everybody knew that I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a little break. It's been, I've done every Sunday for 20 years, pretty much, you know, like, uh, like take a little break. It's nice. And they, everybody in the community here in San Diego, you know, kind of respected that sabbatical. Um, I got called in, uh, to Sarah's church late one Saturday. Everybody had COVID something, you know, like something Mm. catastrophic. Everybody was out and she was like, Hey, is there any way you can play tomorrow? And that was, you know, two or three months after I left the other church, you know, but like it was an emergency and she knew that I was somewhat ready to, you know, help out when times happened, whatever. So, um, and then it kind of ended up being a, you know, let's go to church as a family, <laughs> you know, like let's all yeah. drive in the same car, you know, so and sit we were together yeah, <laughs> and sit together. So we were kind of trying at some point to, um, you know, if my, my wife works odd hours and days and whatnot. So if, if we, if she was working, then I was good to play. Because then I could take the kids, kids sit on their tablets during rehearsal. They go with kids church the rest of the time. Like, and it's great, right? One car, wife's at work. And then if, if she was off, I tried not to play because then we could all go together. Um, and then it, you know, and then it, it just continues to evolve where you're just like, you know, it's fine. If she needs you, you can go play and I'll drive, you know, the kids later and we'll meet up or, you know, so But I'm not scheduled much. Um, Sarah has a good team. Uh, actually, I need to text her back. No, I'm thinking about it. Um, she was basically saying she's good for a, the next couple of weeks, you know, unless somebody has an issue. So, but I'm happy to jump in. Um, but as it stands now, I'm not looking to fill. I, I felt like I was going to look to fill in uh, for other churches. We have a good community Facebook group here in San Diego for worship leaders and people are always looking for help. It's just kind of common. So, um, but I'm not, I thought I I was going to end up doing that sort of thing to where I was helping out people all over the place, but with kids and a wife, you're like, yeah, let's go to church as a family. You know, I'm not a mercenary, (laughs) you know, like, so (laughs) let's, you know, so I'm also, this is kind of digressing and maybe we'll, hit it more during the, during the, uh, during the main discussion, but I'm also, 
of the mindset that people should go to their own church. And even when they're not scheduled, you know, like I, I actually, I own every given Sunday, uh, com and every given Sunday.org. <laughs> um, and I, it never, I never had the steam or the skill set to really get it going, but I felt like, um, you know, like, Hey, there's a lot of people and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of churches have extra people and some people don't have churches, you know? And so I was always of the mindset that like, Hey, if you're not playing somewhere, you could go to another church. Right. right. And we'd want it vetted and we wouldn't want people getting burnt out and whatnot. But I felt like, um, at some point I shifted and maybe it was smaller churches or COVID or I don't know who knows, but like, like you, you don't need to fill the stage every Sunday. You know, it's more important mm-hmm. to have a community, you know, like, and, and I, I feel like if you need to, if you need to hire a drummer and even a different drummer every single week, you just need to learn how to live without a drummer. You mm-hmm. know, like, it's just, that's, that's not your, that's not your team, right? right? Like your team is what you have most of the time. Um, and I get that sometimes that's not our call. And leadership and senior pastors and, and other people want a full stage every time and do whatever you can. And if you have the budget for it or you have enough friends or whatever, great. But at some point, what's your actual, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, what's your actual worship service look like? Right, you know, right, is right. it, mm-hmm. is, is it, you know, if you don't have the people, you don't have the people like, don't stress about it. It's fine. Sure. So. But I guess maybe at some point I did so many Sundays by myself <laughs> or with one other or with one other person, you know, and it ebbed and flowed. Like we had a huge stage, full stage for a couple of years at the last church. And, and then we didn't, you know, we're, we're a military town. Uh, people come in, you know, and they leave or they, you know, they graduate or they, you know, just, right. it's, it's just how it was. And about a revolving know. door. Yeah. <laughs> Revolve, very much a revolving door. Right. So. You know, like, hey, we had one point we had, you know, three drummers, you know, and it was like, all right, who wants to play drums? And, you know, and and uh, a couple of them were multi-talented and you put them in different spots and whatnot. And it was, you have just all this. And then and later you're like, wow, I can't, I, uh, I, I don't haven't had any drummers in months, <laughs> you know, like, and then, but when you don't have drummers for months, you just have to learn how to not have a drummer. Sure. You know, we just didn't have the budget to bring somebody on every right. Sunday and you can only ask for so many favors. And so you learn to do it with a kick drum yourself, Mumford style, or mm-hmm. I started Absolutely. making loops and putting them into a, a, a jam man looper or just get creative and yeah, you do, do what you can. Right. I mean, as long as the congregation's singing, just you and an acoustic guitar, like just relax. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be fine. Jesus is bigger than Sunday, right? right <laughs> That's what right, we're talking right, about. Like, right. like just, it's, it's not, you know, you're singing four or five songs and, and really get in, get out and go serve your community and do the more important stuff. Right. Sorry, worship leaders. Do the more important <laughs> stuff. <laughs> no, you know, we hear you. We hear you. so, so, we can't have you on. We can't have Mark Hamill on and not ask a Star Wars question. This is a bit of a softball, but I was curious to know best movie or I don't want to say movie. I won't limit it to movies because now there are right canon TV shows to choose from. So mm. best best mm. on on a desert island. You can only on a desert island. You can, you can only, only have, have this one. 
I really have been enjoying Mandalorian. I don't know. I enjoyed Andor too. It, people mm. struggled with it because it was a little slow and a little less. It was a little, I don't know. It was a little more drama than pew, pew, action, action. Sure. Um, gosh, if I could only have one. Hmm. I mean, episode episode three is pretty pretty, pretty tight. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, yeah. and I, honestly, I'm going to throw this out there. I was never a huge Star Wars fan. I was when I was a kid, and then I kind of didn't. I mean, we didn't have any new Star Wars content for a long time, True. right? So, right, right, right. I mean, I have an, an original Empire Strikes Back poster somewhere. Like, mm, you know, like, nice. uh, but then when my son got into it, it was like a whole nother getting to right. watch it again with him and, mm-hmm. and all of that, you know, him playing with lightsabers and doing all that stuff like that. It's definitely uh, changed yeah. my perspective on it. So absolutely. So did I answer that question? I don't think I, don't, I did. I don't think you did, but you're in good company. These are, those are all the titles that <laughs> Sam and I have thrown around. I don't so. know, like the whole, I mean, I hadn't seen, uh, I hadn't seen three in a while. And then when I did, it was just the whole, like him, like working through the, you know, the whole, weaving of the politics and the right I mean, I guess it was more like Andor too, right? Like there was all this uh, stuff interweaving. Right. Um, oh yeah. Way, and way people in the background and whatnot. Used to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. It wasn't as simple. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Sure. It's more dialogue driven, like Andor and Mandalorian. Yeah, dialogue more dialogue driven rather than action driven. Right. Which appeals to us as adults now. Correct. Whereas I'm you know, happy to back happy when we were kids, you know, yeah. give me a lightsaber and I'll I'll go slay the empire. <laughs> right, <laughs> but, right. But the dialogue's going to be good. It can't just be, you know, right. I don't well, like I mean, episode, Yeah, because episode four just like jumped right into it. It's like, right. hey, you want to help me uh, get over here? Oh, let's go. And then then they're in the security room, like right. in stormtrooper costumes. Like it's, but that's why Lucas did it. Right. right. Four could stand on his own quickly and right. get established and. And go right. If you would have started sure. with one, you'd be like, "I don't give, a, I don't care about this kid." Right. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, some people still don't. <laughs> Connor <Yeah>, Bird. Sure. <laughs> wow, calling him out. Name dropping. Him. Name dropping. There we go. <laughs> Did we mention who our next guest is on the Nauseous? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, nice. Mm. All right. Fantastic. Yeah. So, two kids and a wife. That's that was one of the last questions. Ava, oh, Ava, Ava is 10 and Aiden is eight. Nice. 10 yep. and eight. 10 and eight. All right. So dad of two. Yep. As a Sam. And I've been married for 22 years. Ooh. Excellent. 20. I think that's right. Carry 2021. Along. What's yeah. that? I don't do math. 2021 was 20 years No, sorry. 2001. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Wait. No. I'm really you just bad at math. From two years to. I was an engineer in my previous life, so I actually am good at math. But <laughs> no worries. No worries. No worries. So, been worship leading for a while. Um, you've got to have at least one worship leader fail. That is safe to <laughs> at share. Least. <laughs> at least one. Um, yeah. And like you said, funny, not sad, right? Right, right, <laughs> yes, right. right. Yeah. Please. Yes. Yeah. Not the, I cannot find these notes. Can someone start this song for me? Because I cannot <laughs> sing this. <laughs> I, I mean, it happens. That. It happens. Sure. Um, we- starting in the wrong time signature. All, all those things Ooh. happen. Um, as a drummer. I did that as love. a drummer one time. Oh. Uh, so we were in a... 
uh, high school auditorium at one of our churches uh, at one point in Virginia. And there was a huge orchestra pit in this high mm. school auditorium, which is interesting. No cover, no stage over it ever. Like there wasn't a, you know, like you think pits rise and no, there was nothing. It was a yes. huge hole. I see where what this high is going. What was this? Where in Virginia? Like, uh, it was Atley High School. Okay. I, maybe that's a in, Virginia school thing. Because in Rico, in Rico County. Okay. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been to that one, but I, I've guessed that a couple of times at a church in Virginia. Same exact situation. So I'm curious to see. I can we're already at, envision where the story is We're going, at in Virginia. Um, like oh, city or yeah. North of Richmond. Um, I'll think of it. Keep going with the story. Yeah. So at some point, so I, I always set my pedal board was like right on the edge of the stage. My mic stand was like right on. Everything was really close because the first row of seats was or more. Right. Yeah. And, and then nobody ever sat in the front row. So like the first people were like 150 feet away, <laughs> you know, which is, <laughs> which is fine. If it's a huge stadium, if it's a huge stadium full of people, right. Like you two's right. probably used to that. But like with this, it was just like, Oh, uh, I can barely see the people. So I, I pushed all the way to the front. And at some point I was jumping up and down, uh, like an idiot and, uh, came down. I don't know if I had my eyes closed or what, but I came down my toes of my Chuck Taylors landed somewhere on my pedal board. Totally, totally caught off balance, landed on my knees, like my hands on the pedal board, looking down into the pit of like so close. uh, The pit of despair. Yes. So close. And my wife was singing with, with us at the time. And so I, you go, you go back to the video and she's just like, you know, what is happening? Oh my gosh. uh, You about died. And I, I only imagine what it would have been like, had I gone over the edge because I mean, like I'm not wireless or anything. It would have been just like guitar, pedal board, <laughs> mic stand, just whoosh, into the just. Wow. Yeah, it like was nothing, Boba Fett but sliding I just, into the starlight. No, I pit. just right, right. I just stood up and uh, kept going. Kept like, going. Wow, like you know. <laughs> there you go. But yes, could have been way worse. Thank you. Yeah. Like uh, that was that was a, a happier and funnier ending because yeah I always thought <laughs> oh no I was just thinking like as you're going I'm like this is supposed to be a funny story so I assume like you know there's no <laughs> neck brace involved with this right right, right yeah no you know, no 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 you had yeah. do you remember what song it was in it. no I have no idea I'm sure I could find the video somewhere send it to us if you find it I will try to th- I gotta, I, I'm not sure where I would how I would figure out what Sunday because I have all of the Sundays from that church okay in a Vimeo somewhere, but wow. I don't remember what Sunday that would be. Your wife will probably remember. I could always ha- She didn't sing with us a whole lot just because of her schedule. So it m- might not be that hard to find. Yeah. She might know. <laughs> uh, just cross, fr- think cross-reference your planning center. I don't, you know, I don't use planning center. <laughs> oh, I did not know that. Oh, I don't. Oh, that know. was a topic a few weeks back. Yeah, I do yeah. not. And, not, and nothing against planning center. I think it's, I think it's great for some, I just, we never had the budget and I just used Dropbox and sure. Google drive and email and whatever, whatever, whatever works, done, so. whatever works. Church. I was at, uh, Noakesville, Virginia. Oh, that sounds familiar. Uh, kettle yeah. run high school is where they met. Hey, if they're listening, shout out to them. Shout Every out. I'm leading there a couple of times, but, um, yeah, bring them back. People. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. He's yeah, available. Um, um, I am available. Um, yeah. All right. Um, 
So we're going to ask you a series of questions. This is our own ripoff of the Myers-Briggs personality <laughs> test. We need to know what kind of worship leader you are. Um, and we feel like these questions really get at the heart and speak to the audience that uh, we hope will listen to this. So um, these are just multiple choice, you know, A, B questions. Uh, so basically, which do you prefer? So first one, coffee or tea? Coffee. Uh, chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Morning or night? Night. Ears or wedges? Oh, ears. All right. Um, Chick-fil-A or Popeye's? Chick-fil-A. Okay. And since you are West Coast, in and out or Whataburger? I've never had Whataburger. Okay. All right. We don't have any out here. So I guess in and out. I like in and out. It's not, it's not, it's not all it's correct. How about habit? (laughs) In and out or habit? Oh, I don't know habit. I haven't heard of that one. Oh, well. I haven't made, is that- Specifically Southern California or? I don't know how wide it reaches. Okay. Farther south I've made it is, uh, well, I've been south of San Fran, but uh, like that, the Bay Area. Yeah, but that's still like 12 hours from us. Right. Is it that far? (laughs) I thought it was like seven. No, it's like seven. This state is big though. No, I know. Yeah, I know that. This state is stupid big. Right. I am drinking tea now though. That's allowed. I mean. You got to do both. Yeah. Especially for your podcast voice, you know, you got to keep it nice and hydrated and hydrated. Don't say, don't say the M word. Sloppy wet. (laughs) Yes. That moist or unexpected. All right. Well, um, we thought today we would talk about big church versus small church. I I hate the word versus we're not competing against them, but, um, yeah, we all want the big stage, right? I think like at some level, we've all kind of been like, oh, wouldn't it be nice? Like you were saying before, you know, we want a full a full team every Sunday. You don't want to be up there by yourself. Um, so curious to know, and, you know, we know you're not the expert and that's we're not trying to bring experts on. Um, we're just trying to gain insight. <laughs> mission, a- mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying to we're trying to gain insight and see, you know, hear from the people, you know, from, from our peers. But Mark, what do you think are, um, what do you think some risks are for worship leaders? Um, cause I guess we should prep this to say how many big churches, truly big churches are there in even just, even just the United States, never mind worldwide, but how many big churches are there's less than a hundred, right? Right. I mean, we're talking the define big, big and define churches. big, like big, 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 right? Like, yeah. I mean, like, Elevation would be a big church, Um, you know, Bethel. I mean, especially if you're talking about the worship, the music scene, you know, there's there's I think we all know kind of the the top few. And then there's like the, you know, those would be like the the A level churches. Then there's like the the A minus level that, you know, still are out there putting out music and and, um, easy to compare and kind of say, oh, what you know, can we be like those? And then there's there's the rest of us minions. Um, well, and I think too, uh, to say that I, I see a lot of people be like, oh, I'm in a small church. It has, you know, 80 people on a Sunday. That's like average, <laughs> you know, like you say, you're like a small church. I got like a hundred people. Yeah. That's like a touch bigger than average, you know, right. and I don't know what the yeah. average is right now, but it's, you'd be surprised. Right. right. <laughs> so, Absolutely. yeah. Well, and if you think about a lot of churches, just physical space, you most, most places don't have 
big auditorium. So you're you're at a church of 300 even. That's a good sized church, but you have two services. You're only at 150, right. 150. a right. service. That's a different feel, different vibe, you know, than- Different amount of work. Right. Oh, absolutely. Now you have a, a bigger pool, ideally, you have a bigger pool Hopefully. to, to, to yeah. pick from for your team, but- but yeah, I mean, what are what are the risks for comparing ourselves to Bethel Hillsong Elevation? And I'm talking musically, not like you know, this isn't a theological debate for oh, no. anyone who wants to <laughs> go down that rabbit hole. But um, but those are probably the three of the biggest names on the musical scene for you know our CCLI reporting. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I think the biggest risk um, is just being depressed that you're so small, you know, like don't try to compare it to that. Um, I mean, people go to, they seek out Hillsong, they seek sure. out elevation, they seek out Bethel, whatever they, they'll move across the country to be a part of those scenes. And, you know, maybe because they, for, for whatever reason, I don't know what the reasons are. I've never done that. So I don't know. Right. But, uh, but a lot of, most of us are just where we're located. <laughs> you know, I've ne- I personally have never moved for a church mm-hmm. to go to a different church. It's never been a part of it. Um, there's not enough, usually not enough money out there to inspire somebody. Uh, you know, you see job postings for, you know, worship leaders and that's one of the lines. Is it enough money to warrant a nationwide search? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it, you know, there was recently one here in San Diego, they posted, it was, it was like 75 or 80 grand a year full time. I mean, that's a real, that's, a, and San Diego is expensive, but that's a real job that right, somebody sure. could move their family across the country for, Right. you know, if they would have offered, you know, 40,000, you know, whatever comparable hours, um, that if you're moving here anyways, great. <laughs> sure. You know, if you live here, great. But it's not enough for you to pick up your family and move. Right. Um, so I think with like the Hillsongs and the Elevations and the Bethels, um, you you have people coming across the country. And I don't think there's salaries necessarily involved in that. Um, but maybe potential to have something on your resume. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost more of a, a you know, a uh, career building move for you, even if you don't want to be a rock star, even if you just want to have that on your resume, then you move to, you know, Boise, Idaho. And you're like, Hey, I was on sure. stage at Hillsong. And they're like, well, okay. Name recognition. Like, yeah. yeah. Name recognition. Yeah. Right, right, right. Right. Exactly. If you're in a different industry, you're like, Hey, I worked for IBM. It's like, Oh, everybody, right. everybody knows that, that name, that name. I think right. people still know that name. Am I showing my age? <laughs> I think it's still a thing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you could say you worked for Twitter now and nobody would know. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> nobody's right. checking references there. Um, but uh, yeah, I think there's just, uh, it's just so completely different than what we do as a local church. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's not the same thing. It's not anywhere near the same thing. Um, so yeah, so I don't know how, how you would say what the risk is of, comparing yourself to, cause it's just in my mind, so far from what we do right. at a local church level. Now, excellence, quality, you know, you could, you could 
potentially look like them on a Sunday morning, right? Um, the you know lights and haze and and you know multiple guitar players and and all that jazz. Um, but you'll just you'll never have the resources that they have. Right. You know, like he'll, I mean, he'll song, you know, Joel Houston, they make a lot of money off of songwriting and, <laughs> you know, like, so, and you could do that too, but they have such a huge back catalog. I mean, Stephen Furtick's name is on every single song. Um, you know, like they make a ton of money, you know, and, and if that's something that you as a team is wanting to pursue, then great. You might be able to do that too, you know, yeah. but you look through, you know, song select and CCLI and stuff and you see, you know, Ed Cash's name on every single, you know, top 100 right. song. And you're like, yeah, I mean, I'm probably never going to be Ed Cash at this point. I'm not going to catch up. <laughs> I could write one good song, you know, yeah. and I mean, and, and that happens too. I mean, Corey Asbury, you know, he's Bethel though, but like nobody knew who he was until he wrote reckless love. You know, mm -hmm. like it's just one hit, you know, and then now your uh, people are seeking you out right. as the guy that wrote Reckless Love or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, it was funny you mentioned Corey because I, I was just going through my Spotify like favorites playlist and right. a song popped up that I, I, you know, probably threw on there years ago. I don't remember how long ago. Right. And I forget the, the, the church that it was, but it was like featuring Corey Asbury. It was, you know, before he was any, I say obviously he was somebody, but before he was the Corey Asbury, we all know. Right. Um, you know, this is just, yeah, exactly. Like when I threw that on there, it wasn't because, Oh, it's Corey Asbury. Let me, you know, it's just like, yeah, this is a good tune. Um, right. I wish I could remember what it was now, but I'll have to go look it up. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I hear you. And, um, yeah, you kind of got into it, but I mean, there's, there's, I feel like there's definitely things we can learn from the oh, big yeah. churches. For sure. Um, you know, you mentioned excellence and, you know, Bible tells us to, you know, pursue excellence, but is that the end all be all, you know, cause we're, we're never going to be those churches and we shouldn't be those churches, right? We're not, we're not in their community. We're not those people. We should right. be, you know, serving our local community, our local church. And, and that's where our focus needs to be. But, right. Um, well, and you say that too, when, when we look at Hillsong Elevation Bethel, what do you, what are you referring to? You're referring to Sunday morning, right? You're referring to that one hour out of a hundred and what, 162. You're referring yeah. to that single hour. Um, and that's not the most important thing. You know, sure. that's where you come together as a community uh, you maybe, <clears throat> maybe use it as a entry point for a non-believer, mm -hmm. but it's still just that one hour on Sunday. Um, and I think people get hung up on that because, especially as worship leaders, because that's our job and what we're responsible for. Right. Sure. Well, but ideally, do, right? what's that? That's all we do, right? Is we just, that's all we do is a Sunday, right? A you, only, you only preach, you only preach, you right. lead a few songs, you, uh, Three or four songs. Yep. <clears throat> but what but, else is there? Ideally, you should be, you know, in your, in your people's lives and you should be, you know, serving, serving your community in whatever way your community needs serving and whatnot. Right. So, um, yeah, so I, I don't, and I don't know what, I mean, maybe this is a, uh, this is definitely a topic for labor because it's a big topic. Like what, what does Hillsong do? What does Bethel do? Uh, you know, my dad's church in Florida, they're open during the week and they're feeding kids 
and they're, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of really good things on that campus. Um, so I would be really curious to know, <clears throat> maybe I'm not curious, but other might, people might be <laughs> curious. What, what does, what else does Hillsong do? We know them for writing songs, right? What right. else are they doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and we know them, unfortunately, we know them for the controversy too. Um, you know, so like you look at a big, let's say a big church, um, I don't know. Oh, let's, <laughs> let's go down this path. Even like a Joel Osteen church. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a big church, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> Never mind the theology of it. He's a, he thinks he's, he's, he's a church. <laughs> what do they do? Right? right. Uh, and there's been back and forth about like, Hey, when there was all this flooding, <clears throat> they didn't care about the people. But then other reports said that they did and they opened up when they could. And so it's like, uh, and really, 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 really what it comes down to is what does, what do the people around you think about you? Mm-hmm. You know, like you mentioned Joel Osteen's church and a lot of people be like, that's what's wrong with Christians, you know, or you look at, you watch the Hillsong Netflix or whatever it was on. That's what's wrong with Christians. That's why I don't want to be associated with Christians. Mm-hmm. So um, a while Just back. Puts everybody into that generalized bubble. <sighs> right, right. And that's why I don't want to necessarily be a part of a dom- denomination or a political party or uh, anything. <laughs> don't lump me together with anybody uh, because it's not good, right? Like it's not going to help. Because um, the lumping tends to be negative, I find. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's like, oh, you're a, you're a Republican. Cool. Oh, you're a Democrat. Cool. Like, that's great. You know, like it's always somehow it's always negative, you know, like, oh, you're a part of, you're a part of Bethel. Ah, you know, that's what's wrong with Christians or what, you know, Mm -hmm. so I, I don't, I don't like being lumped with anything, but there was a sign at my local library a decade ago that said, you know, what, gosh, I'm trying to remember what it said. It said something about what what uh, could this library do to make the community better? Hmm. And it had a phone number. And it's like, yeah, that's what churches should be, right? They should be sure. like, hey, if, a, and I, I read somewhere else, I think it was probably a Tom Rainer book. Like, did, if your church closed, what would the community think of that? Right. Mm-hmm. Would they be I've like, before, yeah. would they be like, oh my gosh, I'm glad they're gone. They weren't, they, all we had was traffic issues and, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, or they, they closed, right, right. Would they even notice? Right. Yeah. I, I, uh, I gave something away on like a buy nothing group at some point. I found something at the church and I like soccer cleats or something. And the lady came to pick it up and she was like, I didn't realize there was a church here. And there was <laughs> wow. a, there's a huge steeple. It's on a main road. And you're like, how did you not know that there was a church? There wasn't a church. Like what? How, you know, like, and so if they were to close, you would have never noticed, right? right? Mm-hmm. She would have never noticed. She wouldn't have known, which is probably better than the alternative nowadays in this post, 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 post Christian culture yeah. where we've moved on from apathy to angst. I don't know, to where people don't like the church, right? Um, we have one um, possibly moving into our neighborhood here. And there's like, not protests, but there's like signs and there's community groups to be like, we don't want this church here because of traffic, mm. because not because of it's a church necessarily, right. but because it's, it's an inconvenience to it's my an lifestyle. inconvenience to this neighborhood, right? And yeah. gosh, it shouldn't be, right? A, right. a church should move and be like, finally, we're going to get some yeah. help or we're going to get some 
good, something good coming out of this. Sure. Um, but when all that's we our, do, that's our culture in general. Sorry. I mean, that's no, that's, that's where we, in. that's where we are. Right. 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 That's where we are. Nobody what wants what is this going to do for me? But yeah. right. What is this going to no, do exactly. for me? Exactly. But when we, when all we do is meet on Sunday morning, when all we do is meet on Wednesday night, it's just our own little, you know, club. Right. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Kiwanis club, but most people would say, Oh, I think the Kiwanis club does good things. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so it's, it's like, what are we offering people that would make them want to move into our neighborhood? You know, mm-hmm. like, so uh, <laughs> we've strayed from big church, little church, but, but I don't, what does Hillsong do? What does Bethel do? What is, uh, I can't think of Osteen church. What do these churches do? Rick Warren's church. What do they do Right there? We all know them. Mm-hmm. But what does the community around them think of them? You know, and that's sure. a great question too, because all we see of them is what's put on social media, what's put on their YouTube videos. You know, the, yeah. their marketing departments. We don't see the day to day that they go through. And right. I've heard other other tech podcasts and stuff talk about the problems that they have at a big church, which makes me feel better about our small to <laughs> right. medium size right, problems. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's kind of across the board. Yeah, just different well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Sloppy and Unforeseen podcast. We had such a great time with this episode, and we hope that you'll follow us and that you'll leave us a, a kind review. That would be really great. And yeah, if you uh, want to reach out to us, send us your questions, send us your podcast topic ideas. You can reach out to us at sloppy unforeseen all one word at gmail.com or hit us up on instagram send us a dm we'd love to hear from you let us know what you thought of the episode hey until next time uh stay sloppy and unforeseen my friends bye